Ooh, it's colder than I thought it would be outside. But at least it's not raining. In fact, there's even a little bit of sun and some hints of blue sky. Let me put this container away. This is the uh, container with used paper. It's actually not mine, but it's the one that is used by the parish location, and they use a lot of paper. They still make uh, liturgy booklets every week for a hundred people, and so they usually have these containers filled to the brim, and uh, the local services pick them up every every month, I think. So I'm just volunteering to put these on the side of the road so they can be emptied, and then they can... Uh, fill them up again <laughs> all right let me close this this is the uh, gate between my garden and the garden of the of the church here and uh and now let's head for the woods Ooh, tiny little flowers oh that's beautiful yellow ones right here in the grass next to my living room that is so funny I've, i i don't recall having seen these last year so maybe they just migrated from, from elsewhere. You sometimes have that with uh, birds that pick up seeds and then they drop them in the garden. But it's nice to see these unexpected flowers. I'm planning on doing a, a remake of the garden this year, at least start the renovation of the garden this year, because that's part of the whole renovation project that I, I've not been able to do because there was still so much other work that had to be done uh, on the inside of the house. And even that is not yet finished. But I'm looking forward to working on the garden as well, because that's where I hope to spend a lot of my time uh, in the summer, and well, maybe also already in the early springtime. Speaking of renovations, that w- that's what we're going to talk about in this episode of The Walk. It's, of course, uh, time for Lent. Time for the time of Lent on Ash Wednesday, which this year also happens to be Valentine's Day. And I'll talk a little bit about the connection between these two moments, you could say. But uh, on Ash Wednesday, we start this journey, or at least Christians start this journey towards the Feast of Easter. And it is around 40 days of preparation. And it's, of course, meant to be a time of change, a time of renovation, literally, of your life and maybe the circumstances around you. On my left here, I can see that my prophecy of last week actually has come to fruition because those fields, the parks here that surround these small houses, are now literally covered in thousands and thousands of gorgeous little flowers. Most of them are purple, and some of them are white. These are actually a different type of flowers. These are Usually, they can even grow in the snow. We call them snowbells in Dutch. I'm not sure if it's the same in English. And these purple ones are called krokusse in English. Again, I don't know <laughs> what the word is in English. And then you have the occasional yellow one, just like the ones that I just uh, discovered in my own garden. So very pretty. And it is, you know... What I love about this time of year is that nature is starting to wake up. We still have a couple of months to go where it's going to be cold and rainy and windy and and all that. 
but there's already the promise that springtime is coming closer and it's we're definitely heading for for better times and that is also i think the promise that the time of lent carries with it it is not yet there and yet it is already there it's 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 growing and uh sometimes uh when these tiny little flowers are starting to emerge they will have some tough times it's going to be cold maybe even they will get some some frosty nights so it's still very vulnerable and yet it is growing and it will grow stronger and stronger that that's kind of how i see the time of lent it is a time of um focus i would say a lot of people think lent is only about deprivation and the first question that they'll ask uh fellow christians is always what are you going to give up for lent as if lent is only about not eating cookies or ditching the potato chips or something like that now of course there is that aspect but that's that's a thing you do for something much more important and that has to do with transformation with renovation with re re um how do you say that uh not really rebooting but well let's call it refocusing your life on what is important and to maybe let go of stuff that is in the way of that growth and it can be personal growth it can be growth in you know positive growth around you the people that that you live and work with maybe people um that you serve and uh and all that is interlinked it could also be the your relationship with god and in all these domains any type of growth will contribute to the other domains so if you grow in your faith with god in god in your relationship with god it will have impact on the way you relate to yourself and you relate to the people around you these two ladies are walking down the road here they're coming from the uh migrant center there is a temporary uh this is a temporary location for people that migrated to the Netherlands and are waiting for uh an admission um and for their legal papers if you if they are accepted as migrants and then of course also sometimes they have to wait quite a long time to uh to find a place to live and so oftentimes on this road this particular road that also leads to the woods um you hear all languages of the world and you see people from all these different countries some of them are clearly marked by all the suffering that this journey has um inflicted upon them and others have been here a bit longer and you can tell that they are starting to climate uh, is it climatizing they they start to adapt to the situation they feel safe um so it's it's often interesting to see how different these attitudes can be depending on if they've been here for a while or not Anyway, so this this change for these migrants is also similar to the kind of change that we sometimes go through in life and hopefully that is a change for the better and in fact your own choices your attitude can contribute greatly regardless of the circumstances to either growth or lack thereof paralysis or even frustration about that or you have the the idea that you you're you're going backwards instead of forward 
So that's what I want to talk about today. Lent as a time of, of change, of renovation, and about the things that you can do to make this, this period of 40 days, even if you're not a Christian, even if you're, this is not part of your tradition, it can still be, I think, um, valuable to move along in this process and to just take this time of 40 days to work on yourself and on the, all, the, all these different aspects of your life. And then after 40 days, you'll probably see how much you've grown. So um, let's start with the goal. <laughs> what is, you know, what, what are some of the things that you would like to, um, to move towards? So I'm trying to get you out of that mindset that Lent is only about giving up stuff. Because that's, in fact, that's actually the boring part. <laughs> you, if, if you just give up stuff for the sake of um, living an austere life full of sacrifice, then I don't think you get the most out of this time. When we deprive ourselves of things, it is usually, well, I mean, it works much better. It has much more um, results. If you do that, if, if you're at the same time moving towards something, if I, if my goal is I want to run a marathon under in, in a, you know under three hours, that having that goal and constantly reminding myself that's that's the goal, that's where the finish line is that day of the marathon, that will greatly impact the way I train, and uh, and also the way not just uh, what what I how I train but also what I eat. When I go to bed, uh, how I try to find balance, all that, all these different aspects are going to make or break this, the, the achievement of this goal. And it's very similar in our day-to-day lives. If you know where you want to go, it will help you to formulate also the steps towards that. And uh, maybe you'll make a totally different assessment as if someone asks you, what are you going to give up? Um, instead of going for the usual stuff, maybe you'll say something much more with something that has much more value to you uh, because it's part of a process towards a goal, positive progress. And so uh, even in the case of Jesus himself, of course, who is kind of the founder of the, of the time of Lent, these 40 days are modeled on the 40 days that he himself spent in the desert even Jesus did not just go into the desert because he wanted to have 40 lousy days where he was constantly hungry and tired and, and in danger. No. His goal is clearly stated in the description that we find about what drove him into the desert. It was the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is love, is God's love. So he was motivated by love. And what was the why was love moving him into the desert? The goal was to have his one-on-one time with his father. He spent 40 days in the desert to pray, to connect to the source of everything that was going to motivate him for the years after that. These 40 days happened in the beginning of the gospel. And so it was, I think it's a beautiful way of narrating how much, um, how important it is to before you jump into all the activities of life and all everything that life may throw at you, that you take time 
to first change yourself and to, to move towards the things that are going to nourish you, that are going to give you strength. And in order to focus on that relationship with his father, who is his ultimate strength, he was giving up sleep, food, safety, the company of other people. And uh, so the only, the only um, thing that he, had, that he made room for is his father. So the more you leave behind, the more room you have in your pockets. Think of uh, the, the story of the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit, where both Bilbo and Frodo go on this journey. And since they're traveling with um, this, this fellowship and they need to be able to move fast, they cannot take all the luxury and comfort of the Shire with them, even though that's what, what they really love. Every hobbit loves to have a nice cup of tea and a piece of bread in the morning and maybe some fried fish in the evening. And the pantry is full of great food. But what happens in the story of the hobbit? The dwarves arrive. That's going to be, he doesn't know it yet, but that's going to be his fellowship. That's going to be his group of fellow travelers. And what do they do? They empty the pantry. They eat all the food. And so, but because they know that they have a massive journey ahead of them. So eating well is not just a matter of, oh, it's fun and we're dwarves and we love to, you know, enjoy the things of life. No, they are eating to find strength. Hey, buddy. Hey. Hey. <laughs> yes. You're curious. You're so curious. It's a beautiful dog. Still very young. Yeah. <laughs> hey, go there. Go there. Bye-bye. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Encounter number one. He or she is not going to be part of my fellowship during this walk. <laughs> so, um, the, the dwarves are literally um, focusing on food because they have a massive journey ahead where they will need all that energy. And, uh, and so once the pantry is empty, uh, that's already the first deprivation in Bilbo's life. And then when he is waking up in the morning, because it, uh, at first, of course, he doesn't want to go on this journey, his house feels empty. The company is no longer there. And he realizes, I actually need these strange dwarves. I, I miss them. And, and that's what he runs toward. He is going on an adventure, but he's not just running away from the Shire and away from the luxury of his hobbit hole. He's running towards the friendship with these dwarves and towards this goal of meaning something to them and helping them. And so there's a lot of positive energy that motivates Bilbo and helps him actually to let go even of the simple comfort of a, of a handkerchief. You know, he, he forgot one and then one of the dwarves in the movie just tears off a piece of cloth and, and throws it to, to him. And at first he's like, ew. And then he just, he just runs with it. He, he, he gets used to the fact that, yes, he has left behind 99% of what usually makes him tick as a hobbit. And um, he is now, uh, but, but something else has taken its place. And that makes it much easier to forget about the, the comfortable life in the Shire. And so that's, that's, I think, a nice story 
that shows us that it's so important to know what you're running towards. So what is your goal at the end of these 40 days? Of course, you can say, well, well, the goal is just the resurrection of Christ. And, you know, that's a very beautiful, pious answer. But we're not saints, right? It's, <laughs> it's not just about goals that are beyond this life. That is all very noble and important to keep in mind that we're not just going into this time of Lent for the merits of eternal life in heaven, but um, that eternal life actually has already started. You're already part of it. So it's also about changing that life right now and uh, getting some results in this life as well. And uh, I think that's, that's pretty vital to realize when you're setting out on this journey what am I going to run towards? What is my goal? I cannot say that. I cannot tell you what your goal should be because every journey is different. We're not all the same hobbits or we don't all have the same attachments or same, even the same calling. But it may be a good thing in this first, these first few days of Lent to ask yourself this and to take some time. Maybe go on a walk and... And ask yourself, you know what? I have 40 days now to focus on on this one particular goal. And don't, it's like the same with New Year's resolutions. Don't pick 10 things that you want to do better. Pick one. And ask yourself, so if that is my goal, if that's the change that I want to accomplish, what does that entail? If I look back, you know, I, I kind of... Make the calculation. How, how am I going to get there? What are the intermediate steps? What is in the way of this goal? And then try to fo- formulate the, the, the stuff that is in the way in terms of um, what are the things that I actually can try to improve, that I have agency uh, uh, about. Uh, don't, don't say, well, you know, I will never be able to make this change because so-and-so and it's all external to you. No. Ask yourself, what can I do to get rid of whatever is blocking me. And that can be as simple as just the self-sabotaging, self-deprecating thoughts. This inner voice that tells you, oh, you're never going to be able to do that. And, uh, you know, these, these inner beliefs, that are hamper- and I'm talking from experience because I've done that for decades. Where I constantly told myself, oh, no, I can't do that. There's no way that I'll be able to change and uh, uh, but that's the more you tell yourself that, or you, the more you keep holding on to those thoughts, the less you will actually move forward. So it's always about also encouraging yourself. You can do this. You can make this. This is why in church we start Lent with the imposition of the ashes and with a short ceremony. It's the church that tells you you can do this. You know, we'll just sign you with the ashes. And that's a symbol of everything you want to leave behind. Everything you want to get rid of. Everything that does not belong on your path towards this eternal joy and life and love that God has in store for you. So that sign on your forehead is, a, is, a, is, a, is an affirmation of, yes, we believe that you want to go this way. You can do this. And we want to remind you of that possibility that you can change. So, anyway, 
What is my personal goal? That is a question, of course, that I cannot escape in this particular podcast because this is about also my own journey that I share with you. And it's, it's difficult for me not to come up with goals because I have plenty, but it's difficult to pick one that I'm going to focus on. And I'm not saying that I already know exactly what that goal is, but I can tell in which direction I'm moving. Because this, this goal setting is usually already a process that is already going on. You actually really know what you truly desire. And uh, it's just at the beginning of this, this time of Lent, it's a call to action. Okay, well, just write it down. And if you have 10 ideas, like in my case, I always, <laughs> always have so many things that I could do. Um, one thing that I teach to people that I coach or also organizations that I have been coaching in the past few weeks is start by sitting down, take time, take one piece of paper and write down everything that comes to mind. Don't block yourself. Don't say, oh, this is not important or no, I should actually write down something more lofty or whatever. No, just take... uh, I don't know, from 10 minutes, between 10 minutes and 30 minutes, write down everything that comes to mind in terms of what are possible changes that I would like to accomplish in my life. And then you may have a list of five things. Hello. You may have a list of, uh, of 10 or maybe 30 ideas. And then you start, give it numbers. You have, I don't know, take the, the total number of things that are on paper and then start to make your first top, whatever, top 10, or maybe I have to tell my watch here that I'm actually walking outside. Nice, all right. It has actually seen that I have been walking for a while. I always forget, I put a timer on because I know when I want to end this podcast, but I always forget to turn on the the tracking as well. So you start to, Make what is the most important one? What is the second most important goal? And then you you work your way down the list. It doesn't have to be perfect, but just give it a, like an initial hierarchy. And then I'd say then then take like half of that, discard the uh, the lower left, and then see if it still works for you in terms of what is the most important thing. And then take away half of that until you remain you you're left with this one thing that stays on top of your list in that during that whole process of, of pruning and if that is still after going through all these potential options the most important thing that you want to do make that your goal even if it feels like maybe a bit too much maybe too hard but the the more ambitious the goal the more the farther you will get if I tell myself I'm just going to walk, I'm just going to run a half marathon, I will train for a half marathon. If I tell myself I'm going to do, I want to do an ultra marathon, then I might actually only get to a marathon, but it will be my best marathon ever, if you see what I mean. My apologies to all you non-runners here <laughs> listening and getting a bit tired of all the running metaphors. But... Um, so if I would have to, just top of mind here, let's do this exercise. What are some goals that I want to set myself? Of course, one of my very primary goals is I, I need to have strength for the road ahead. 
So I'm still, in, I'm embarking on this massive adventure. For me, the story of Bilbo is literally what's happening right now in my life. I've made a, a pretty big change in terms of what am I here for? Well, I know that I have two things that my heart is with and that, I, that are going to be the, the pillars of my, of my whole life as a priest. And that is, first of all, I want to serve this audience of young people everywhere in the world that without even them realizing it may actually be looking for some guidance in their life. The language that I speak to them is, is, the, is the geek language. That for me is so important. That's what I've done for my entire life. But I feel that there's so much more potential in, in, in doing this better because I've been hampered by my own lack of focus and distractibility. The second aspect is I want to serve those who want to do this like I do it. Who want to learn from my experience and also my mistakes to maybe get to where I am right now in what I can do, but get there faster and easier. And that's the whole ideal of building up this coaching business and getting people to, um, to follow in my footsteps and maybe I can follow also in their footsteps because, you know, teachers and, and Padawans often can learn from one another. Uh, and, and this is also going to be providing me with the sustainability of that first mission. Because that's the second mission, becoming a, a, a reliable, well-known coach that can truly help people reach amazing results in a very short time, at least much faster than it took me to get here, uh, because they can skip all the mistakes. Um, that is something that can bring in the, uh, the, the financial support for, that, that makes it possible for me to focus truly on both these missions. That's basically it. It's not just that the, first, the second mission enables the first mission, but it, it's the, the second mission is going to give me the peace of mind financially uh, so that I can fully concentrate on what I'm doing. This uh, process is already in, in, in progress. So uh, these, the, the, I have had two coaching experiences so far and they're still very you know, humble beginnings. But what I wanted to make sure is that I don't just plan. It's all about doing it right away. This is also important for Lent. It's not just about making plans. Like day one, start doing the stuff that is necessary to get to that goal. So my, uh, my uh, uh, initial goal related to what I just mentioned is I need to have the strength and the energy to focus on this and to do this really well. That means for me also purging. What are a number of things that I want to purge? And that I want to let go of. This is where we get to the question, what are you going to give up for Lent? Well, one thing, I know how vital sleep is in this entire process. And this is not new. This is not like, oh, I've got this amazing revelation of what I should absolutely start doing. And I've never done this before. No, I know that consistent sleep and, and going to bed in time is very important to be energetic, to have energy. You may actually think, well, well you probably had a good night's sleep this, more, this night because you, you sound full of energy. Um, 
in fact, I didn't have a good night's sleep. I uh, have had two nights where I had a lot of trouble sleeping, in fact. And maybe later on in the second part of the show, the, 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 show, the premium part that I record for the patrons, I'll explain a bit more why that is. But what I do know is um, even though my sleep was not is sufficient, I'm recording this right now early in the in the day because I know that later on I won't have that energy anymore so this is just working with what I have and trying to make the most out of this and so I, I in, instead of uh, wasting my time in the morning doing all sorts of stuff that I normally have on my calendar I know that this is important this is part of my mission so, this is, so I put that first and I'll clean the kitchen later. I'll fold my laundry later. This is normally what I do at the beginning of the week uh, in the morning. Just get started. But now I'm now prioritizing. I have this small amount of energy, much less than I usually have. I'm going to put it where, it where it counts. That's number one. Number two is in order to have that energy, um, sleep is going to help with focus. Um, health, a healthy diet is also going to help me. I noticed... I use this app, um, and it's um, it's on the iPhone. It works together with the data that it gathers from the Apple Watch. And in fact, I think this is just the Apple Health. This is not even the whole biorhythm thing. Um, but I was looking at the trend. No, this is actually part of the of the biorhythm app, um, and it it shows me that in the past five weeks. I have gained an enormous amount of weight. And it's, it was really, it's very visible. You see this graph and for a long time it stays very much the same. And then these last five weeks, all of a sudden it starts to grow. It starts to go up and up and up and up. And that, of course, is alarming. Because I know that if I'm not uh, maintaining a healthy diet, it's also going to impact everything else in terms of energy so uh, the question of course there is what is causing this and I think it's related to uh, maybe not going to bed in time and uh, having a regular sleep because if you're if you lack sleep it's much easier um, to start binge eating and to not focus on on calories etc if I have slept eight hours usually not that hungry during the day but when I'm sleepy and I'm tired and I still have to work then I want to reward myself in the evening and I start eating too much or I I, I would go and have snacks and stuff so second thing I know is very important for for to, to generate this energy in this phase at least of the of the time of Lent is making sure that I eat at regular hours and that what I eat is healthy and, uh, and, and that I go to bed in time so that I don't actually have time to snack in front of the TV. Because part of this is always the last time of the day where I'm watching a, a movie and then I'm kind of bored and so I, I, I want snacks. And that is, of course, causing the extra weight because I'm not eating actually that much differently. So it has to be the snacking. So I'm just going to cut that out in that respect. Lent is exactly the right time for me to make that change before it gets, before it gets worse. Um, the third goal 
uh, for me is to um, to f to uh, spend the majority of my work on things that are both you know, important and also giving me enough reward. So if I only work on what is important and urgent, but I actually don't like it, chances are I'm going to give up very quickly. But if I focus on something that actually is fun to do and has a build, uh, no, is important and has a, a, is fun to do and has a built-in reward, that is something that may actually turn into a habit. And for me, this is, um, is writing, it's mostly writing. I've already started to doing this two weeks ago. You may rem remember that I spoke about starting a, a newsletter, like the Diary of a Media Priest. And, uh, and I was also going to write material for my website, my coaching website. I was going to start writing some stuff about a course. So, little aside, um, one of the things, one of my goals for this year, the larger goals beyond Lint, is to not only set up this coaching business, but to also take four times per year to travel to a different part of the world and teach people on location with a workshop take a workshop of two or three days where in a very intense way I'm going to help people to do a total makeover of the way they communicate. And I think this can be done in three days because it's mostly not about doing more or about acquiring new skills but doing the things you already do differently, better, more efficiently. So writing the kind of the, the overall plan and maybe the landing page for this particular course is, um, is something that actually this is one of my assignments that I had from my own coaching. I'm, so I'm, I'm an aspiring coach. No, I actually am already a coach. But I've realized that I can't be a good coach if I'm not coached myself. If, if I try to convince people of the value of coaching, then I, of course, need to make sure that I also live what I teach. And so Cliff has, has uh, uh, very kindly agreed to to coach me in this process once a month. And one of the assignments I got in the first coaching session was write, write down this you know, overall plan on the landing page for this on-location uh, communication makeover workshop or whatever you want to do. So it's writing. And what I love about writing is it has a built-in reward. I feel good after having written. And I know this because for two weeks now, I've been writing um, a, a like a mock-up newsletter story every single day. So I already have around 10 or 12 diary entries. I could actually even bundle them in a PDF and just, you know, give it away as an ebook because these are fun stories. This is what I want to continue writing every day for those people that are following me on, uh, you know, on that email uh, list. But what I've noticed is how much fun it is to write a short story. I only give myself like an hour to write about 400 words. Uh, words. And it has to be a story. And there has to be a lesson learned at the end. It has to be entertaining. It has to have a hook. It has to, you know, so it's a little like hands-on exercise to improve my own communication so that I can learn from that. And I've noticed how much I... It's like my rediscovery of reading and how much joy that gave me now I'm rediscovering writing and how much I actually love doing that uh, and this is in addition of course to the 
kind of off-the-cuff type of communication that I do in podcasts like these. But it's, it's a different type of storytelling, but it's extremely fun to do. And, and this is even without any type of feedback, without any, you know, likes or shares or whatever, what I normally do. So the dopamine hit comes purely from the, the act of writing uh, and, and, and putting my thoughts and stories on paper or on digital paper in this case. And now is the time that I want to start sharing this. So I know that, you know, I've been doing this for two weeks every day. It gives me so much energy that every day I'm looking forward to that hour of writing. And now, now that I know that this, this is sustainable, I'm ready to share it. And so this is another goal that I want to focus upon in this time of Lent is to be very diligent in reserving this this hour of writing no matter what. So it's a commitment similar to my commitment to eating healthy, to go to bed in time, and to um, record my podcast every Monday, or in this case it's Tuesday because of uh, something that happened yesterday, which I will also share uh, with my patrons <laughs> in the second part. Uh, this is not an ad. It's just that I cannot possibly cram everything I have to share <laughs> into the public podcast. I need some, some spare time to, uh, to share this. But anyway, so it, let's, let's keep it at this. So these are the first three things that come to mind that are very much, of course, related to my current Sitz im Leben, as they say in German. So this, this, the, the place where I sit in life, I think that's how you, you, you would uh, translate that. So this is very much related to my uh, situation, not your, your own situation may be totally different. So let's go through the exercise, finish this up. What would be the top three? What's the most important thing? What's the second and third? I would say sleep, food. Yeah, I'm, it's going to be, uh, that's only a small step away. So that's actually something that I will probably do anyway. Um, but it's not necessary. The, the one thing that I think is going to be my goal is to write every day. And so if that's my goal, if I want to uh, finish, the, to, to write down the outline of this on-location uh, coaching course. By the way, if, if you are listening to this and you think, well, you know what? My parish or my organization or me personally... That's something I would be very interested in if you're ever in my corner of the world. Let me know. Just send me an email. And uh, can, I can always put you on a waiting list. Even if in my travel plans I won't be able to immediately visit your neck of the woods, in the future I might. And then actually your request of like, hey, I'd be interested in this, might actually also impact my, tra my travel plans. So think about that. It's just a little help that you could give me is by... Maybe also talking about this to your pastor and, or maybe your bishop, you know, if you have access to these people. Like, hey, we, we know this media priest and he is, um, he's, he's doing these on-site on uh, intensive trainings or coachings or workshops or whatever. And it's super fun and it's like, this guy knows what he's talking about. Uh, <laughs> and that, that, that really hurts to, to say that for myself. This is something I leave it to you. You may say, hey, he's pretty mediocre but you know <laughs> he's dutch so it could be fun um anyway let me know 
so the writing is, is going to be the, the main goal. Um, this has, seems to be so remotely connected to, to Lent and what usually Lent is said to be about. But for me, it is ultimately um, proclaiming the, the gospel, the good news. What I, my work is ultimately all about spreading the gospel, but not in the way that it's usually seen as, oh, it's just a zealot who is going to convince people to believe in fairy tales. <laughs> That's like, like the bleakest description of uh, what I do. But um, for me, it is to share what has enriched my life, something that guides me, a message that guides me every day. And then I, I want to f- focus on the writing because this is one of the very important ways in which this will help me to, to do this. And ultimately, what is that good message? Is that life is about things that are worth living for. It's ult- and this life that we're currently already embarked upon, that we try to, 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 um, to improve every single day. It's a life that won't stop. There's no deadline. There's this goal. This, there, the goal is eternal life. But the more we start changing our lives and the lives of the people that, that we live with right now, the more it will help us to fully expand into this eternal life. Anyway, enough, enough uh, theological <laughs> underpinnings. So writing is definitely connected to something very important and very central in my life as a priest. What are you going to give up for Lent? Well, other things that my mind may actually tell me, oh, this is fun, you should do this, you should focus on this. Mm, let me write that down. Is it, is it taking the, the number one spot in terms of priority? No? Okay, well, we'll just leave it. It's, I've written it down. I can, I can get to it whenever I've focused enough on the first thing. So this is all about uh, the, the, the penance of prioritizing and to be consistent in putting what is truly important to put that first and leave the rest for another time. For me, this is hard. This is really a Lenten exercise to do this because it's something I have to remind myself. I'm like a dog in a certain way. My mind is like a dog. I see someone throws a ball and I'm like, oh, oh, it's a ball. Let me run after that. And now I, I have to be a bit, a bit, bit more, um, how do you say that? have to be more like a human being. It's like, yeah, I see that someone throws that ball and my instinct is to run after it, but wait a minute, no. I, I can also choose to not do that and to just tell myself, well, yeah, of course you want to run after that ball, but if you do that, then you won't be able to work on your writing. So let's not do this. Anyway, so this is just off the top of my mind, you know, but sometimes you just have to... Uh, just take whatever your mind gives you. Um, you, can, you can trust that the Holy Spirit is also working through you. Um, you don't have to think for a week about what, what, Lent, what you want to do for Lent. Take the first thing that comes to mind. It may actually be the most urgent and important thing um, because that's just how our brain is often wired. That's what I wanted to share with you. To know more, to listen to uh, the rest of my story about what happened last week, I invite you to join my community by going to uh, patreon.com slash fatheroderick and sign up for the $5 or more uh, tier and you will get this long extended version of the walk delivered 
to your private podcasting feed every single week. And if that's not possible for other reasons, uh, for, for whatever reasons, that's totally fine. I always try to, the, the time that I spend with you in this first part of the walk, I, I give everything I have. It's just the only constraint is the amount of time that I have. But I hope this was useful. If you want to share your Lenten goals, or even if you would like to get some extra guidance, you have some questions about this, or you need some extra help discerning what could be a good goal for you, then just get in touch with me. And we can always talk about that uh, the next time. Lent is 40 days, so we have some time. Take care, and God bless.